Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Self Achievement Network. And welcome back. My name is Dominic, and I am here with our next person behind the passion. This young lady is Kanu. Now, you keep changing your name, Kanu. Happy birthday to Kanu, by the way. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Kanu Nunu Jacobson. Nunu, yeah. Nunu. Uh -huh. Wow. Well, hello and welcome. and. Congratulations for being nominated well, for Person Behind the Passion. Yeah, thank you for having me, and thanks to Ruchi for nominating me. Yay, Ruchi! <laughs> yeah, absolutely, yeah. Um, for those of you who don't know what the Self-Achievement Network is, basically we're, we're, a, set, we're a Facebook group, and um, through uh, some adversity, I created the Self-Achievement Network and uh, began to interview people. And this is probably the 250th person plus that I've interviewed. And um, we are a, a group of, of hubs, okay? So the main hub is a big group. And then if you look up in the corner there, there's like a group of little hubs there. And we have all these genre specific, smaller groups for people to share and to evolve their passion in. So I always say that the purpose for the Self Achievement Network is for all of us to improve our world. And we do that by giving people the opportunity to either discover their passion, share their passion, or to evolve their passion. And this show, Person Behind the Passion, gives people opportunity to share what they love to do. And so that's why Kanu got nominated by Ruchi, and here we are. And I, and I get to spend my birthday sharing my passion. I that's right. I was just like, how cool is that? <laughs> That's very cool. So, so um, yeah. So now you're in Phoenix, yes, Arizona. Okay, mm -hmm. USA. Um, by way of like 25 years ago, I just learned uh, from Zimbabwe. Yes, my so roots. You've, yeah, you've, you've got a, you've got a, and it's going to have an interesting story here. <laughs> and your passion is about people being yes. in love, finding love, being in love. And you call yourself the love guru, which is like, who <laughs> actually, says that? Actually, I don't call myself the love <laughs> oh, guru. Oh, you don't? I was called the love guru. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> I can share that a little later if you so would So somebody like. coined the term first. Yeah, it's actually pretty legit. <laughs> <laughs> legit. So you've been living in the United States for like 25 years? Yes. And... Uh, so let's start by you telling us what what is this whole passion thing about people being in love? How did that all come about? And and then we'll go backwards in time. And we can talk about oh sure that sure. kind of stuff. So yeah, yeah. So um, thank you for having me. I'm really excited to Very, it's again, a pleasure. spend my birthday talking about the things that I love. So, um, but yeah. So I'm originally from Zimbabwe, and I moved to the U.S first in Oklahoma City and then I moved to Portland. So okay. Portland is really where the passion started. And it started because I don't know if you've ever been there, it rains and rains and rains and rains it, in the winter yes. and people get the seasonal <clears throat> affective disorder and blah blah blah, right? So and also people joke about Portland being that we have coffee shops on every corner, like this is Starbucks on every corner. So mm -hmm. Um, and I mentioned this because actually the reason why I do what I do, it actually started by me sitting in coffee shops and observing people. <laughs> <laughs> I love people. And so, 
you know, sitting in coffee shops and as a single person, you know, um, having achieved a lot in my life, education, the good job, the lifestyle that I am proud of, but not being in love, mm-hmm. you know, was the one thing that was missing. So I love coffee. I would sit there and watch people come in. And I found myself being in particularly interested in watching couples as they came in. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you would see a couple come in and you're like, huh, how did you two meet? Because, you know, they, mm-hmm. sometimes they look like they don't really belong to each other, but they just looked like they were so in love. Mm-hmm. So my curiosity is really what led me to to actually like, you know what, I want to know. I had an opportunity of standing in line behind a couple and we just happened to be talking and the conversation led itself to like, oh, how did you guys meet? And then they told me this really fascinating way of how they met. And then I was like, you know what, I need to capture this and share with people, people like me who are single, who need to keep the hope alive, mm-hmm. you know, and then just talk about how you can find love in anything that you do. Right. So, um, so and then I kept doing that is I saw people and asking them, you know, not in a creepy way, but in a very inquisitive and like conversational way. <laughs> coffee shop creep. And then I was more and more interested in like wanting to share this with the world. So I thought first I'm going to write a book. And then I was like, you know what? I'm not a writer. Like that doesn't sound fun, mm-hmm. but I love to talk. So, and podcasts, you know, podcasts were being a thing and everyone is like, you know, listening to podcasts and not so much radio. And um, then I, you know, just started researching a little bit about how could I capture these stories and share them with the world and, and spread love like confetti, as I, as I say. Um, so that's, you know, that's sort of the whole, exactly. <laughs> I call that magic dust and women will never cop to it. They'll uh, never admit it. You. I cannot hear you. You cannot hear me. There's no audio. Oh my gosh. How about now? Now? No. No audio. I can hear you. I can hear you perfectly. You can hear me? Yes. But I cannot hear you. And I wonder if there are people who are live that can tell us if they can hear us. I cannot hear you. Let me see. There's one person that's showing that's live. So if you have a moment, if you would be so kind and Give us a little feedback to let us know. I don't know why. That uh, nope. I can tell that you're talking, but still cannot hear you. Okay. Um, would you do me a favor? Let's I'll see. I'll even unplug my audio. How about now? Can you hear me now? We're waiting for some feedback. Just give us a moment, please. Ahmed is there? If you can hear me. Nope. Still nothing? Okay, would you do me a favor? Do a refresh your screen. Refresh your screen. (laughs) I can't Can't even. Okay, let me see if I can type it in. I'll just hold on. Refresh your. Look at the, the notes. I typed it in. Okay, one moment. 
Did you see it? Refresh your screen. Refresh your screen. No? Messenger. I can't hear what you're telling me. Did you do it? Let's both try to unplug our mics and see what happens. Okay. Also, refresh your screen. Go up to the top, click, and refresh. Check Messenger. Okay. Refresh my screen. Yes. Okay, I can do that. Stay on page. It's refreshing. How about now? Can you hear me now? Nothing. Gosh darn it. That's crazy. Everything was perfect. Um, Shall we come back in again, maybe? Yes. Go out, come back. And then come back. Okay. Yes, please. Thank you. I can do that. All right. Uh, okay. So every once in a while, we have a technical difficulty. Oh, well, it happens, but uh, not in the middle of an interview, please. I can hear you, both of you. Well, thank you for your feedback. I really appreciate that. I don't know why she couldn't hear me, but it's not going to work if she can't hear me, right? Thank you, Ruchi. Canoe, can you hear me? You can. Okay, let me put you back up in the stream. Wow, that was crazy. Yeah, that was crazy. Yeah, so, okay, well, we're back. Thank you. <laughs> Ruchi was the one that gave us the feedback. She's watching. Oh, Hi, Ruchi. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for nominating me. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Okay, well, the question is, where did we leave off? You were about to tell me, let's see, you were learning about podcasting. Yeah. You were wanting to... to to just, yeah, to tell a story. Love stories like confetti. <laughs> right, like confetti. And I was I was saying that I think that this is one of those this confetti stuff is magic dust that women will never talk about. <laughs> they throw the magic dust on the guys. The guys are like walking around like this, and they toss the magic dust. But they they won't. You'll never admit it. So forget it. Let's just drop the topic. <laughs> Yeah, so essentially that's sort of how it, it started happening for me. But what I want to add on though is that I actually have a Master of Arts in Counseling. So coaching and counseling was a thing that I loved. Mm -hmm. And I actually had the opportunity of working with couples before. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, so and then I so I left Portland, Oregon in December of 2017 and moved to Arizona seeking sunshine because I was talking about how it rains and rains and I just needed sunshine. Yeah. And you know when you move to a new place, it's almost like, you know, you see new things, you're more you're more excited to do different things. So I was able to actually get serious about this podcasting thing. So while I took time away from work, I, that's when I started my podcast, Real Love, Real Stories. And I captured a lot of love stories. I think I'm now to like episode 85 or something. Wow. 
Yeah, so just to share love stories from couples and then also uh, work with singles who are making single being fun and hear from their perspective, you know, what's working and what's not. And, and also as a person who's single, I share a lot of my stories in there as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Sorry about that. Go ahead. No worries. That's about uh, how that passion started for real. Wow. <laughs> so you've done 80 something interviews now, and this is about, the interviews are about how did you meet? Yeah, I mean, I just I kind of see how the conversation, it's very conversational. So, um, but what I'd like to capture in each episode is that I want to know how they met and um, if they have a little fun proposal, I want to hear about that. And then I also want to hear like what makes their relationship work so that when people listen to it, you know, they can have a takeaway or two from the mm -hmm. story. Mm -hmm. But like I said before, the, the reason behind all this was to capture it for single people to hear these love stories. I know that people meet in different ways. You know, I had a lady who went from, you know, from her country, Netherlands, and she went to, um, uh, I can't remember what country, but she went to volunteer and then she met her husband there while she was volunteering. So, uh -huh. You know, you can go and, and do something good for other people and find love doing that. Mm -hmm. You know, a lady who went to a karaoke bar to go have fun with her friends and met her husband then, you know. And a, a lady who had an arranged marriage. Like, there's just so many different ways that people uh, meet that I wanted to showcase so that the single person who will be listening to that and go, you know what? Maybe I should keep my eyes open in this grocery store and smile a little. I might bump into the love of my life, right? <laughs> you never know. That's you right. Know. That's never right. Know. You don't know. That's that's amazing. Wow. Yeah. How cool is that? I know. Somebody said they're still waiting for a proposal. It's been 25 years. I'm not uh -oh. sure who that is. <laughs> okay. Well, I forgot to post the... Um, the uh the the link for people to get permission from be live um but i can i can take a look here while you're so tell us about the whole love guru thing how did you get coined with that um so i am a storyteller um i do i decided to take my podcast on the road if you will so i gather communities in different cities and you know i work with different maybe five storytellers to get on stage and share their love story for about 15 to 20 minutes um so in phoenix i actually had a couple contracts with two of our museums here where i was working and doing that and bringing the community together and sharing stories mm -hmm. and so um there is a publication here in the area that does this ranking for storytellers in the state of arizona so I didn't even know about it. And I actually think Rushi was the one that told me that I was nominated um, and you know, ranked as, I can't remember what number, number 30 or something like that in the entire state of Arizona. And then uh -huh. I was like, huh, that's really cool, right? So I went and looked at all the people that were top 50. And some of these people are like well accomplished, like Pulitzer winners and... Like, really? <laughs> yeah. So to be <laughs> among those people was just so awesome, you know. Congratulations. So, yeah, they, so they thank you. And they coined me the Phoenix Love Guru. And that's how <laughs> and I just I just love the way it sounds. <laughs> that's great. 
<laughs> oh, so this is now on, on all your podcasts and everything. I now have edited everywhere because I just love the way that sounds. So that like the, your brand is the love guru or love yeah. guru. Yeah. Ruchi's the one that said that she's just, I've been waiting for a proposal. It's been 25 years. <laughs> Who's between broccoli and cucumber? I'm not getting this. So it's a secret language here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. But well, that's great. So, so you've been doing this podcast and where do you, I mean, where do you find these people just come off the street or people, you just like, you introduce yourself. Hi, I'm the love guru and I do a podcast. Would you like to have a conversation? <laughs> well, so initially before I even started recording, that's what I used to do is standing in line at Starbucks, getting coffee. I would like talk to them like that. But since I started, I, I just want people who are, cause you know, people that I don't know, usually I don't know how legitimate their story is. So I've been so lucky in that people believe in what I'm doing. So they recommend couples and or they might come to me and say, this is the story that we want to share. Right, right. Um, and sometimes, you know, I belong in different Facebook groups. I might ask a question from there. And from that question, you know, if, depending on how somebody responds, then we can take it offline and talk a little bit more. Um, and then if their story is fun, you know, which everybody's story is fun. Um, it's just in the matter of how you tell your story. Because mm -hmm, mm -hmm. a lot of people feel like they don't have a good story. But, you know, it's just when I start asking them questions about their story, they're like, oh, that's really cool. So, yeah. So, but no, I don't just approach people on the street and say, hey, you want to be on my podcast? I have <laughs> not gotten to that point yet. <laughs> That'd be kind of scary. Well, you tell us a story how you met, and then all of a sudden you're having these two couple going, I wasn't me, I was too human. <laughs> That'd be awful because I'm trying to do the opposite of, you know, you know, reigniting the flame between a couple and or helping single people find love. So if they got into an argument because of me, I am totally not doing my job. <laughs> That's well. Well, so you're you're meshing your your counseling stuff with this what you're doing, and I think that's a great thing. It's very much needed in our world, for sure. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Oh, that's terrific. So so when you when you after you do a a, a show an interview and the the couple shares their story so tell us how that what's that feeling for you oh i mean it's it's really great um it's actually the feedback that i get from the couple one couple in particular that i'm thinking about i approached them to tell a story when i was taking my show on the road and we were doing <clears throat> storytelling in oklahoma city so i asked them to share their story and so in in you know they've been married for 20 years so just going back and, and going down memory lane of like how their journey has been uh, was such a gift to them without me knowing because they messaged me later and said, thank you for giving us our 20th anniversary gift of really revisiting the reason why we got together in the first place. Mm -hmm. And so when I hear things like that, like it literally it makes my heart dance. I just, that's what I love, do, why, mm -hmm. why I love doing this work. So. Mm -hmm. I can only imagine. Yeah. Very sweet. So you get people yeah. back in touch with uh, how and why they fell in love. and. Yeah, yeah. That's and, great. Yeah, and sometimes, you know, they want to tell their story, but they're not really in a good place. And they say, you know, we're going to counseling, we're going to work on it. And then once things are back to normal or back to a place where they feel good about themselves, then they 
would love to be, um, you know, on my show and share their story, which I yeah. respect. I respect that a lot. Sure. Of course. Yeah. People yeah. go, that's how, that's how it is. It's like, yeah. sometimes it's, you know, mm -hmm. wow. Mm -hmm. So where do you see yourself in the next couple of years doing this? I mean, what's the vision? Well, have you ever watched this uh, Netflix special with, Aunt, I think her name is Ansina. She's in India. She does this matchmaking. I haven't, no. Oh, so it's it's like, it's a really cool show. You should watch it. So I want to be like Ansina, Aunt I think is her name, where I start to actually matchmake people and, and create these relationships. And somebody comes to me and describe the person they are looking for. And then I'll look in my database and go, oh, I know a person. <laughs> That's great. Because, <laughs> you know, people like me who are so picky about who we, we date, I think I actually would do better if somebody were to say, let me talk to you, let me get to know who you are, and mm -hmm. then let me find you a partner. Mm -hmm. And then I meet that partner. So, you know, I want to do that and, and just help people who are busy and they don't have time. They are a little skeptical about online dating, but they would trust my way of finding them love. Um, that just would bring such joy to my heart if I ever get to that point. Wow. Yeah. Well, you're you're on your way. Well, on your way. That's great. Thank you. Thank you. Absolutely. So, okay. So, so remember, the show is called "Person Behind the Passion," right? Yes. So, yes. let's go back to Zimbabwe. So, you All were right. born. You were born there, yeah. I was. Okay. So, so let's start at the beginning. Once upon a time, I was born, and then. <laughs> Wow, you want to go there that far back? <laughs> well, I mean, you know, you can fast forward in places, sure. Remember today's my birthday. I just added a whole other year to this. <laughs> <laughs> just give us the brief. You were born there and then. <laughs> yeah, so I, I, I was born in Zimbabwe and uh, into a family of seven girls, and I am the last born. Wow. And yeah, my amazing parents, uh, Cyril and Matilda. My dad is late and my mom is still there. Um, so when we talk about love, they were like the first example of what love looks like. Mm -hmm. And just hearing their love story and how my mom and dad would talk about their, how they met and how they loved each other. You know, it just brought such joy to my heart. Um, so, you know, when I talk to the people that I work with, I use this uh, acronym that I created called LOVER. And on the all part where, you know, where we are all optimistic, I was very optimistic about finding love because I had such a great example of love for my parents. And so I thought, you know, when I grow up, I'm going to meet a guy who, you know, it's like my dad, like, you know, mm -hmm. head of the house and does this and does that, like what I grew up seeing. Mm -hmm. So, but yeah, so I grew up in a very loving home. Um, with, with six other sisters. Six other sisters. But by the time I was growing up, though, um, some of my sisters had already moved out, um, you know, studying their own family. So we were not all together, all seven of us together, mm -hmm. you know, by the time I was growing up. So I didn't grow up with all of them. But, but still, I mean, you probably were, guys were pulling each other's hair and. <laughs> <laughs> no, really. She though. took my curling iron. No, she even. <laughs> like I was totally spoiled. My, especially my sister, Trish, who lives in Vancouver, BC. She was very protective of me. 
And I think I got away with a lot of stuff, even from my parents. Um, and I always joke that by the time I came around, daughter number seven, they were tired and exhausted. Mm -hmm. so, <laughs> so I got away with a lot of stuff. Through, through no fault of their own, of course. <laughs> right. <laughs> it was your fault. You got to interview. I mean, too bad you couldn't interview. It wasn't my idea. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so, but yeah, such such a great, um, loving home. And, you know, such I have such great memories growing up um, mm -hmm. with my mom, my, my dad, my family. And, um, but, you know, we're all now in all different parts of the world. So wow. some are late. Um, I actually lost three sisters in the last two years, like back to back to back. So now Whew. they're four of us. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. Well, thank goodness for, uh, for, you know, technology where you can turn on the camera and say hi, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I talked to my mom today. She called me to wish me a happy birthday. Mm -hmm. Sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's great. So then, so you were, so you went to school, high school mm -hmm. there? And were you one of those uh, sports kind of girls or were you a crazy get in trouble you were um, quiet and shy i was a little bit of both actually i'm not proud of part of how i was when i was growing up oh my so God. you were a little nuts <laughs> um do I give me an example it? no no i'm just kidding <laughs> now everybody wants to know no but I was, I was i was i was good i went to church you know, because I was told to go to church. So I grew up going to church. Um, you know, there's a part of my life that I'm not proud of. I think I was a little bit of a bully, if you will. And I'm not proud of that. And um, but underneath all that is this, I was this really maybe insecure little girl who just, I don't know. Because um, I mean, why does one do that, right? Sure. So, yeah. yeah. But, I, I mean, I, I, I made amends with the people that I, you know, you, I went sure. and apologized. And so we're good. That's good. <laughs> We've all done, I've done that before, you know, and the guys that I bullied or bullied me were all just like, yeah, I remember the time you hit me. And I'm like, I, yeah, I was, oh, yeah, I owe you one. I'm like, okay, <laughs> easy, easy. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah. So what did you do? Do you do sports at all or no? Oh, um, so in, let's see, I think I did, I started playing tennis when I was in high school. Yeah. Yeah, I love tennis and uh, I actually played for the school that I went to. Um, I wasn't very good and, mm -hmm. you know, our school didn't have a really good tennis program, but they, you know, we had a tennis team. Mm -hmm. And so I was on it and actually helped me a little bit with the scholarship. So that was fun. Great. And I got to travel in Zimbabwe too to go to different schools to play tennis. So that mm -hmm. was fun. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, tennis is my game. Yeah. Yeah, we should play. I'll come out there and when it, when it starts snowing here, I'll fly out there. This is like perfect place for I know outdoor sports. Like absolutely. Bring your racket. Let's. I'll make you run on the tennis court. Uh huh. Okay, <laughs> I heard that. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, I always tell people I was a, in my previous life, I was a dog. You know, like, what? 
I said, yeah, because there's that tennis ball. I love chasing that tennis ball. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> that is hilarious. <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah, I mean, I would love to play tennis with you. That'd be fabulous. That'd yeah. be great fun. If you so, ever come down here, please, let's do that. Okay. I have a brother that's in um, Apache Junction. Okay. I don't think that's far from here. Maybe not. an hour, maybe? Mesa. Yeah, Southeast of Mesa. Okay, so that's not that far. Right by the uh, Superstition Mountain. Okay, it's beautiful out there. Yeah, he's mm -hmm. got a great view in his backyard. He's always telling me, Dominic, why do you still live in Chicago where it's cold in the wintertime? Especially, yeah, right now. Yeah, well, today it was like 35, 34. It's cold. Yeah. Hey, I'm dumb. <laughs> what can I say? Right now, it's 72 degrees. Thank you very much. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we appreciate that. All you zonies out there. Is that what you call yourself? The Arizonies? <laughs> I don't know. I'm still kind of new-ish. I, I guess I'm not um, in the aware of the lingo yet. Yeah, you'll get there. <laughs> so, um, all right. So, okay. So you did that. And then, so uh, tell us the story of your transition to the United States. You first came over to Oklahoma City. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. So I, um, I got to the U.S., Oklahoma City in February of 1995. And that's around the time that the o Oklahoma City bombing happened. Mm. And as a matter of fact, that very same day, I was waiting for my brother-in-law to wake up so I could go get my social security uh, card. And guess where that would have been? No way. Yes. You're joking and at the same just, building. Wow. I get goosebumps to this day that if it wasn't that my brother-in-law had worked late that the previous night, Honestly, we would have been there early in the morning, like first thing oh to go get, because I needed to register for school and even to to work, like you need that, right? Right. So that very same day, we were supposed to go get my social security in that building downtown Oklahoma City. Mm -hmm. And so when I heard the explosion of it, um, one of the things that they had told me was, you know, tornadoes happen in that area. They're in the tornado alley or tornado, tornado belt. Mm -hmm. So immediately I went to turn on the TV thinking, okay, I need to hear what the news, what's happening. So I know to take shelter from a tornado. Because mm -hmm. literally the uh, building that my sister and brother-in-law lived in where I was, it shook like that impact. And I think we were about seven to 10 miles away from the, wow. from the site. So yeah, that was like my first welcome to America and you know, yeah. My apologies. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. What a frightful thing. Mm -hmm. So you must, you were like 20 something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. So you yeah. came over to go to school. Mm -hmm. This was the original intention. And where was your, your college or where was it? Uh, in Oklahoma City. Okay. Yeah. I went to Oklahoma State University, which is like their satellite school for mm -hmm. a couple of years. And then I transferred to another school, which is a four-year college where I graduated with my um, bachelor's called Southern Nazarene University. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, and then I moved to Oregon where I got my master's of uh, arts in counseling and that's mm -hmm. where I graduated, but that's like 2016, so many years later. Okay. Yeah. So you're just a, a newbie there in the, amongst the zonies. Yes. <laughs> Ruchi just said, "Yeah, Zoni." She she verified. I think she was oh, the one okay. that said that a couple of weeks ago when I when I interviewed her. Oh, okay. And she said somebody said Zonies, and I was like, "Oh, I never I never made that connection." But yeah, so there you go. You're you're officially a Zoni. I am. I can I can see all the comments that people are making, but it just says YouTube user, so I don't know. Yeah, I know. But in, on the on the Facebook one, it'll show their name. Oh, okay. Yeah. So. But yeah, we know you're out there, Ruchi. We're we're keeping an eye on you. <laughs> so okay, so counseling that was your your thing, and and then you said something about um, zoology. Was that you? Did I say that? No. No, that was the other one I did this morning. I'm losing my <laughs> mind. <laughs> so counseling, and now so now you're doing this, you know, this whole relationship thing. So you've kind of put all that together into one thing, and you're doing that. That's so cool. Yeah, I, I, just, I want people to find love. I want people to be happy, you know, and be in love. But mm -hmm. when we are happy and in love, I think everything else kind of falls into place. Falls into place, yeah. So do you have a, a, a day job? That's my job. Oh, that's your full-time job. Wow, good for you. Mm -hmm. what, are, what are some of the other miscellaneous, you know, odd jobs that you've had in the past? Um, so when I, I worked in corporate America, you know, until 2017, when I moved here, um, you know, I was, uh, I had a pretty, I held some pretty nice positions. And when I moved to Arizona, I just decided to change gears a little bit and, mm -hmm. and follow my passion, person behind the passion. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so, and it led me here, you know, but I, at that time I was just doing it for fun. I didn't know that it would end up being my job. Uh -huh. So when, you know, I think when the universe uh, and God for me, uh, when the universe wants things to happen for you, when you listen and you're in tune with, you know, what you're supposed to do, I think things just sort of fall into place. Mm -hmm. And that's how it was for me. It's just, I ended up here, um, yes, with hard work, but I think, it was really meant to be that I, that I end up here. Mm -hmm. I'm so incredibly grateful that I get to call that my job. Mm -hmm. I actually caught myself this morning um, as a birthday gift. I went to go get my teeth cleaned. So <laughs> I was talking to the <laughs> dental hygienist and she's like, oh, what do you do for work? And I said, oh, I'm not working right now. And then she goes, oh. Did you lose your job with COVID and all that? And I was like, wait, let me take that back. I am working for myself. I still am not used to saying that I, because you, you get used to working for corporate America and that's like the job. Yeah. But now that I work for myself, I forget that that's a job. Like, because mm -hmm. I love what I do so much. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, that's what it is. Ruchi, she's still out there. She says you do some, do a podcast on love and lost. 
Oh, yeah. So, yes, I do have a, a podcast, which I'm grateful. I got to interview Ruchi as well, and I will be um, airing her episode sometime in December. Mm-hmm. But I mentioned that I lost three sisters in the last couple of years. Um, but there are other people, you know, significant people in my life over the last two and a half years. I think I've lost about eight or nine people. Mm. And so with that grieving, that those losses... Um, sort of came this idea of talking about grief and loss. Mm-hmm. And that's how I started the podcast, Loved and Lost. So I, mm-hmm. I talk about a lot of my experiences with um, with loss and also from a therapist perspective. Mm-hmm. And then from my own experiences, but I also invite guests to come on the show and share, you know, um, their losses as well. And we honor their loved ones and we share stories about their loved ones. And then we mm-hmm. share things that has worked for them in order to, um, to grieve the best way that they know. Right. Mm-hmm. And so the hopes of that are for somebody who may be like knee deep in grieving, they can listen to those stories and one know that you're not alone because we all lose people. Mm-hmm. But, you know, in the things that people share, you might get a, a tip or two on what to do that will kind of help you get through that season that you're in of grieving. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah. Those tips are important. Mm-hmm. They certainly are little golden nuggets. Yeah. Yeah. So really... that's my, my little side thing that Rushi is talking about, loved and lost. Mm-hmm. So, so there you are. And, and good luck with that. You'll do fine. I can see it already. Um Thank so you. you're there in Arizona where you're surrounded by mountains, deserts, snow. I mean, where, where do you, when you, do you have a happy place where you go to just chill out when you take a drive? And I mean, do you do that or? Yeah. So I love the desert. I have been enjoying um, hiking a lot, mm-hmm. um, you know, with the gyms having, you know, now they open, but before when they were closed, you know, we're kind of forced to like go outside and, and do that. So lucky for us in here, we're surrounded by so many hikes. So you would often see me watching sunrise on a hike somewhere or watching the sunset somewhere. Cause I absolutely um, love, love, I get so much energy from like watching the sun rising and the sun setting. Mm-hmm. So my happy place in this area is definitely watching the sunrise and sunsets. And wow. here, it is like, it, it is amazing. Like we, you know, it's just, it's amazing. I have so many pictures, like people are probably tired of me on Facebook of posting them. <laughs> <laughs> what about when you were in Oregon? Would, were you one of those, you know, uh, I know they have a lot of rivers and mountains mm-hmm. and things like that out there too. Yeah. And did you go out hiking there too or what? I did, but then the the times that I would go hiking were limited because you know it starts snowing. Like the hikes that I like, you know, when it when it rains and then uh, it gets muddy and it gets dangerous for you to be hiking. You know, um, I did, so I would go spring and summertime. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and then in the winter, I was I was a runner, so I was in running groups. So we would run across all the bridges in the Portland uh, downtown area. Nice. Yeah. And I was doing a lot of marathons and that's kind of what my therapy was at that time of just putting on some running shoes and running races and making friends with people in this running groups. And, um, but yeah, the scenery in Portland, in Oregon itself, it's just, it's so beautiful. It's lush green. Yeah. 
but you know you'll have to go through the season of rain to get that green right so right what's yeah. the big the big lake it's a river but it's a lake in there's the columbia river so, that is separates, that what it is? columbia river separates uh oregon and washington right and then there's the willamette river and are you talking about maybe the gorge uh i'm not sure which lake you're i think it's, it's the columbia it's, river that i'm thinking of yeah, yeah so that feeds into the ocean Mm -hmm. right the that's Pacific. the one and it's it's big it's got a big kind of uh-huh yeah absolutely mm -hmm. interesting wow yeah. it's probably gorgeous i've never been there i mean i've been to through there i've been to portland and just driving because i had a job where i was traveling mm -hmm. um but mostly driving and uh, never really hung out there for a long time so yeah but i heard it's beautiful yeah yeah if, if you go in the spring summertime i think it's like really beautiful i miss mm -hmm. it if i could afford having uh being a snowbird i would definitely have a house out there <laughs> <laughs> you will that's <laughs> i have a funny feeling you will you've got lots of time and you've got you know you've got the passion for it so all right so if if Every person on the planet was watching this podcast. This is my favorite question. Rushi can vouch for that. If everybody was was watching this, we had, you know, I don't know how many how many people are on the planet now. Approximately 7.8, 7.9 billion. I have no idea. If if you had everybody's full attention, right? Undivided attention, and they were just like, okay, tell us something that we could use in our life. Kanu, please, please tell us. <laughs> what would you want to say to humanity? What message? First of all, first of all that would be really intimidating if the whole entire planet was like oh, looking at me right now. <laughs> but, I, you know, it always goes back. To me, it's all about love. I feel like if we use love as a foundation for anything, you know, we can do anything, right? Because we love one another. There would be any killings. There wouldn't be any fighting because we all love one another. So I always, you know, um, you know, I mean, of course, put your best foot forward, but always start from a place of love and then spread it like confetti, like I always say. And, you know, like, honestly, just love and spread it. And that's, mm -hmm. to me, that's, we can do anything when we love one another. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's great. Yeah. So I would. I say, love that. I would say to humanity: <laughs> love yourself first, love your family, love your neighbors, love your community, and you know, and then it keeps going further and further and further, mm -hmm. like a ripple effect. Yeah. So mm -hmm. start with yourself. Yeah. And let it. Go from there. Let it ripple its way to the entire planet, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Wonderful. Wow, you're amazing. Well, truly. So I do. Thank you. Well, I think that uh, where, where you're headed is amazing. I think that what you've been doing is amazing. And uh, man, the, the, the benefits that people can get from what you're doing is incredible. So keep doing what you're doing. You have so many gifts. Thank you. I appreciate Your generous it. kindness, um, you know, spreading the, the the word of love and, and giving people the second chance to relook at how they 
started and you look at why they you know you know fell in love in the first place that's that's great yeah and it also really is that are grieving too yep yeah Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's intense. I mean, I, we can all we can all talk about that. That's just part of the cycle of life, right? Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so much for being with me today. I really, really appreciate it. Well, thank you for inviting me, and again, thanks to Rushi for yes, and for thank you, Rushi. So awesome. I've been Rushi, and I've been talking. I mean, she's I think she may be one of the co-hosts coming up here soon. Okay. Don't tell anybody I said that. (laughs) I will will keep it our secret. (laughs) That's right. Very good. Okay. Well, all right. Well, thank you again. Take care. We'll see you You next time. And anytime that you want to come back and, you know, do a topic discussion with us, you're more than welcome. Best of luck with you on your show and uh, everything that you're doing. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Okay. Happy early birthday to you. Thank you. And you too. Happy, happy birthday (laughs) from all of us here at the Self-Achievement Network. Remember to stay inspired and have fun. Bye for now. All right. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.